Hey guys, today's episode is a little spooky. I interviewed Rob, who's a part of the Calgary Association of Paranormal Investigations. He's been doing this for years, and we talked a lot about his journey of how it all began. I mean, he went from serving in the military for nine years to nursing and to now investigating as well. We talked about the spirit slash ghost encounters he's had, what they look like, the equipment he uses, skepticism, the most haunted places in Calgary and in the world, lots more. It's a long one, but a good one. And also maybe just don't listen to it super late at night. (laughs) Before I play the episode, just a reminder to maybe give me some love on Instagram. It's tell me about it, YYC. I post some updates on there and you can also ask questions for my next guest. All right. Enjoy the episode. All right. Hi, Rob. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Um, I have so many questions for you, so I think we should just get started right away. Um, First, let's just start with the basics of how did you start your journey in paranormal investigations and why? Okay. Um, Back, uh, this is going way back, when I was uh, 17 years old, I was in the Canadian military. I was in the reserves. Mm-hmm. And um, during the reserves at 19, um, so I'm, I'm almost 50 now. Okay. So uh, I was actually in Germany and uh, I was there during the German unification back in 1990. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was like big, like 17 years old. You're like in a different country the whole bit. It was like pretty wild. And um, I was in, the town was called Rottweil. And uh, we were stationed over at, um, at a base there that was called Camp Zimmerman. And it's a, it's a German base. Uh, it's been around for a very long time. And uh, at that time, you know, we were just doing our usual thing. We, as a military unit, we were going around. I was actually driving um, a major around, making sure that the full exercise was running, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were at the base, we would actually do like things like cleaning and also doing fire picket. So one night uh, did a fire picket. Fire picket is basically go around making sure nobody's messing with the equipment. Uh, nothing's on fire, things like that. Uh, so at about four o'clock in the morning, uh, me and another uh, another trooper, which is a private, uh, we both went out and uh, we were doing fire picket. So he went to the bathroom and uh, I was going around and I was looking around the tents, just making sure everybody's okay, you know, having my flashlight, you know, mm-hmm. going around and stuff like that. It wasn't too major or anything like that at the time. And uh, it was during the September, October time. So it was cool, right? And that, but uh, yeah, you could, you could see pretty plainly because of the, the buildings were lit, stuff like that. And you could see these gripping lights that were coming down. Um, so uh, I was walking along over a bit of a hill and, um, these great big, huge, um, gravel was underneath my, my feet and that. So when you walk along, you chunk, 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 you're going up. And, uh, as I looked over, I saw this, uh, I saw this guy right beside a wall and, uh, he was just standing there and it looked awfully odd. Just one person standing in a, you know, right, almost right flat against the wall. And uh, while he was there, he started dancing. And this is like four o'clock in the morning, right? Four o'clock in the morning, very odd. And uh, uh, this guy, but he didn't just like, you know, just, oh yeah, dance and stuff like this. What he did was he brought his arms straight out, okay? Mm -hmm. 
all of a sudden he brought him down, went down on one knee, kicked it out, brought it back in, went down the other knee, kicked it out. And he kept on bringing his arms out as he was doing this, right? He did it perfectly at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. So, and I'm, yeah, exactly. Right. And you're like, going, okay, that's a bit weird. Right. And like nobody else is around, but me. Right. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that's a bit weird. And so I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden he, he brought his arms down and he looked straight up at me. I couldn't see a face very well in that because, but it's almost like looking at somebody across the street when you're on the other side, like you can see them, right. you can't see the individual face and in that. And so it was that close and it was like the bright light was underneath him. So it wasn't perfect and I couldn't see a uniform necessarily that well or anything. So it was like, but to me, 17 years old military, I was thinking, great, another Canadian who's drunk, he's gonna give me a hard time, <laughs> the whole bit and that. So all of a sudden he's, you know, he's looking at me straight at me. I can see his face looking at me, brought his arms down. I'm thinking, oh man, is this guy gonna fight me? So I was like, well, better go down and say hi. So I literally start walking down. I tripped accidentally, slightly, and just caught myself, looked down, looked up, gone, totally gone. So I'm like, okay, where did he go? And like, basically that's where it ended. So why go down, look around everywhere, trying to find this guy enough that as my other um, trooper came along, I told him about the situation. He goes, Okay, that's odd too. So we both looked and we looked all throughout the area. We actually had our, our flashlights on, trying not to wake up everybody in that, making sure everybody's okay, nobody's messing around. He didn't fall down in the bathroom. He didn't like mm -hmm. this. Like we were literally going around and actually put in an, um, uh, a report at the end of the, my shift in that. Well, you come to, you find out a little bit later that Camp Zimmerman is actually not just an ordinary German base. Back in World War II, it was uh, a concentration camp for Russian soldiers. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Um, so you think are, this was a ghost for sure? Yeah, it kind of looked that way. And that, and it wasn't like he was like he was solid, though. That was the weird part about it. Because 17 years old, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be all clear-like and that. And I can see through him and that. No, no, I can actually see him. He looked like a real person. So I thought that was very odd in the way he moved and stuff like that. He didn't look creepy. He wasn't floating or anything. So I was yeah. like, okay, whatever, you know, get, you know, that type of thing. No other experiences or anything like that. But that was like the actual place of legit. Um, there are soldiers buried there, Russian soldiers, and a, a great big, unfortunately, mass grave in that. Like it's known. Mm -hmm. All that information is there. So it's legit. Um Come a couple of years later, I'm telling my friends this and everybody's enjoying it. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. You know, that type of thing. And like somebody said, everybody kept on saying, dude, do you ever look into this? I'm like, nah, not really, that type of thing. And never really went anywhere with it until like as I get older. And as I'm getting older, I'm like, I become a, I eventually become a nurse and stuff like that. I'm in a different field altogether. And now I'm like, seeing some things left and right things like that and it's kind of odd things right so nothing too solid or anything like that but very odd situations mm -hmm. and then it was eventually it was like to the point where it was like same time as um, ghost hunters were out and all that type of stuff and I'm thinking 
oh, these guys are like, these guys go, they're plumbers, things like that. Why can't I do it type thing, right? So yeah. I decided to do that. I actually had my own group for uh, for a short period of time. Uh, I started back in 2008. And um, in our group, it was called West Paranormal Research. And basically, we were just trying to see things on what we could do. And it was like, oh, man, I had like everything in my bag, stuff like that. Half the stuff I didn't use, half it, it wasn't right, things like that. So it took a long time to get it quite right. And then it got to the point where it was like, uh, it got better and better. We started actually legitimately investigation, investigating houses. And then I went on to uh, actually meet uh, other investigators in Calgary. One of them uh, being Cappy. So Cappy... Uh, that's been around for a long, for a long time. Uh, that was started back in 2001 with Tom. And uh, I met this Tom. He was, he did um, a workshop at the University of Calgary. So I went to his workshop. He talked about paranormal stuff and that. It was really good. I actually talked to him afterwards. And we actually would communicate back and forth, have coffee the odd time. We actually could go have coffee. Yeah. And um, yeah. And um yeah, eventually we got to know each other a little bit. And then eventually it got to the point where um, like he actually knew about my group. And then if he was short on something for an investigation, he would actually call us out to do things. So that'd be, uh, so they call it affiliates, right? At that time, we still do. We still do have affiliates. And so things like that to eventually to the point where it was like, we're kind of um, partners and things like that and various things. Right. And then eventually, like my group uh, fell off uh, eventually. And then I basically uh, stopped with Cappy for a bit because I decided to try to get out of uh, doing paranormal. And then that's when I found out too, that kind of draws you back in because everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody does. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is where I am now. Like I joined <laughs> back in Cappy back in, uh, uh, I think my friend told me that I, I rejoined back with them back in 2018. And um, yeah, after that, I've been with them ever since. So you went from the military to nursing to paranormal investigating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, the, the funny part about it is that uh, this is like, you know, all these different things I do and stuff like that. But paranormal, yeah, I don't get paid very much in it at all. And uh, but I do it for the fun. Right. Right. It's entertaining. Um, and that and I've learned quite a bit off it. Right. It's uh, yeah. over the years and stuff like that. You know what could be and what may not be that type of thing. And you can judge uh, kind of uh, with your own eyes on what exactly you're seeing. Is this right or is there something funny about it? Uh, I don't necessarily mean that somebody's making it up, but say it could be something else, right? May For not sure. be paranormal, but it could be like a cat or a bug or something along those lines. A different explanation. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Cappy is a nonprofit, correct? And so you yes. guys accept donations and um, just go to areas where you get called to. Do you guys just work in Calgary or do you guys go to surrounding areas as well? Uh, we do do surrounding areas. Uh, we do mostly Southern Alberta. Uh, mm -hmm. We have uh, gone to the far point where you're almost going to Saskatchewan. 
uh, quite far out to these little towns and that. Um, if they want us to investigate, we'll go there. Uh, sometimes it's during the winter, which I remember last time we did that, it totally sucked. It was very cold, I very, bet, yeah. and then trying to get home, you know, Alberta weather sucks. So yeah, it was kind of nerve wracking trying to get home and stuff like that. But you enjoy it, right? When it's right. the summer, stuff like that, it's great. When it's the winter, not so much, right? And usually, <laughs> like, if it's inside, you're pretty much okay, but not every place is the best. And it may not be um, the safest environment, too, at times. What kind of calls do you guys typically receive? Uh, so different calls that we get are, like, we'll get them usually through emails or text messages through Facebook. And then what we'll do is we'll get those and they'll say, this happened. And it's like, literally, they give us so much information. They, it usually comes with uh, usually a bunch of pictures or video, mm-hmm. uh, say like their child in the crib or like, uh, say their monitor, their closed circuit television or their security system of some type is on it sees this glowing thing fly past in that um dust particles things like that uh so like a lot of it's mostly going well we we think it could be this we're putting it in a nice way you don't want to say oh that's dust like that you have to you have to go you have to look at it make sure that what you see is real is there something different about it um maybe there is something about it like but basically we we know that there's dust in the air for even in the uh, the cleanest of places, things like that. So that it flies around quite uh, quite easily, whether there's uh, airflow or not. If somebody opens a door, even a couple of rooms down, it'll actually fly in. And people don't mm-hmm. realize that, right? So things like that, that you kind of have to go, well, it could be this. Uh, we're not saying that it can't, like whatever you see, like say they'll say usually like, oh, my child or my um, son or daughter wakes up and they they look in this general direction and stuff like that and something happens over there and uh, they may show the video but there's nothing necessarily in it so yeah it's right. it's kind of like it's usually a little bit back and forth and just making sure that we understand what the situation is and kind of looking at the overall um, overall look at it and that and kind of get an idea and uh, before COVID happened, we used to we used to go out and actually investigate uh, the actual house itself. So what we would do, we would usually have at least two investigators. One would be a team lead, uh, such as myself or uh, Melissa, who's another team lead. She's also uh, the CEO, as you may call her. Um, she's kind of in charge of CAPI now. Um, and then like one of us will take the lead while the other one kind of does documentation things like that they're talking with the clients making sure going over well this happened here like say we heard bumps on stairs and I say okay when did it happen well it happened in the middle of the night okay do you live in an apartment you have people upstairs things like that dogs cats things like that you're always asking these types of things and then you can hear some of the things and stuff like that. And then uh, when you're actually there, you're making notes of those types of things. Okay, well, when somebody walks down the stairs, where are you hearing it from? All right, is it like, uh, is it like, say, for instance, a hardwood floor? 
is a carpeting drown out the noise a bit things like that or should it not hear anything it's a solid place doesn't make any sense why you should be hearing it so all those types of things we we kind of make a note of um then usually what we do is like i usually take my camera uh take various pictures and they're basically just uh documenting pictures of where things are right where things are making sure okay they said that when they laid in their bed that they looked through um, the door opening and they could see somebody there okay so if i was like right here take a picture i would actually take a picture on the outside take a picture on the whole area things like that anything to make note of maybe they saw a light coming in okay well where's the window is things like that you want to make sure that you try to document as much as you can most of it is just nothing right but then again there's also other things where you go well wait a minute wasn't there this in the room you know maybe there's a mirror that hits something that maybe the lights coming in that's a little odd in that but for the most part uh, most of our investigations are pretty boring right okay. you go there and you're like you're like okay something may happen and uh chances are there probably won't be but there's always that one percentage or two percent <laughs> or three percent that all of a sudden something does happen right maybe it's out of the corner of your eye you see this like something like fly past like mm -hmm. literally fly past you and it's not a cat height or dog height it's like your shoulder length height and you're like you see it pass and you're like whoa what the heck was that right right you're like do you see these things that come around the odd time yeah we do the odd time and stuff like that you're like okay we might be on to something in that unfortunately they they don't like repeti repetition so if you didn't have a camera set up or even if you did have a camera set up doesn't necessarily mean that you'll catch it which Missed is your chance yeah exactly exactly have you ever been super creeped out at one of your calls like house calls um i have i have but usually not necessarily the paranormal it's mostly the individual people oh interesting yeah because like when you like you're dealing with the public when you deal with the public you don't know basically that it's just telling you a situation that's happening in that so you don't mm -hmm. know that maybe they do crystal meth or maybe their house is uh, falling apart and you don't know about it. So there's all these safety things that you have to worry about. That's why we always go in with uh, uh, two investigators for sure. And then just to make sure that everybody's aware of if there's something that comes up and there's like, you know, say there's something that's very odd that I'm like nervous about, I'll say, okay, hold on for a sec. We're going to have a bit of a meeting first outside for a sec. Come along. You say, okay, this is what's happening. I really don't like this. Mm -hmm. We should actually leave. And yeah, or if we're going to do it, we have to make sure that these safety things are brought up first. Right. right. So like it's, it's basically for the most part, it's uh, they usually go pretty straightforward, but there is the odd time where it's like, you're nervous about something cracking or something falling uh things like that maybe there's antique stuff that you don't want to hurt or anything like that yeah you know th things like that but it's it's mostly like people are very different and whatever they portray either in the email 
or online or something like that may not be what they are until you find out. So yeah, we don't want to be, you know, put in a grave somewhere or something like that ourselves. <laughs> totally. so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Quite literally that. And unfortunately, we have had situations where we've actually had to stop and actually go, okay, you know what, this is not safe, we have to leave and actually like call the uh, authorities because oh. it's that much of a situation. It's really quite bad. And uh, so it's not something that we want to do, obviously, like we're there for the public and we like to obviously trust the public as we can, but I'm a nurse and I know what the public is like at times and whatever they show may not be what they actually do at home. So yeah. Right. Um, you mentioned your camera. Do you guys use any other type of equipment? Yes. Um, so we use actual like digital cameras like this one here. This is my, uh, this is my HD camera here. Uh, mm -hmm. This is just a typical Sony camera. Um, uh, we also use a lot of just normal everyday stuff, like say like closed circuit television systems, like uh, usually they're plug-in instead of the wireless ones because the wireless ones, they're like, if you have one that's way down the area, it may not connect properly and be very staticky. So we like lines and stuff like that, we have to run them along. Yeah, we have to do that, but it works, right? right? Um, so closed circuit televisions, uh, GoPros, we use these quite a bit as well. Uh, we also have, um, those are mostly um, the the high definition cameras, the GoPros, they all have like night type of uh, shots and that. And they also have their in raw format. So they're, uh, they're basically very big. So a graphics card will be almost completely full. Like you'll put mm. like a 10, 20 gig graphic card and it'll be totally full by the end of it, right? Also stands, tripods, grips, things like that. Audio recorders. We use a lot of these, like um, I have a Tascam recorder. So this one records in WAV format, again, mm -hmm. uh, higher, uh, higher format in order to get the most out of uh, the pictures or the audio that you have. We also use things like metronomes, loud clocks, um, in order to keep it uh, cadence. Oh, yes, I've seen that right. in movies. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. Yeah. We've actually, uh, one time we had an investigation, this is going back about, okay, that would have been probably 2010, 12, something like that. Mm -hmm. We actually investigated a, a house. And when we went upstairs, there was a clock that was very loud and it, you constantly hear the tick, tick, tick. This is during the day, four o'clock, uh, three or four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon you hear the kids outside and that. And so it wasn't too, too bad though. And uh, you could hear this tick noise and you're like, okay, made a note of it on the recorder and stuff like that. And so we were talking and, you know, trying to communicate and that doing a EVP, selective voice phenomena. And um, then all of a sudden somebody said um, on the recorder and loud as clear as day said, check the closet. We're like, we didn't hear it at that time. Nobody heard it. So we looked and if, and nobody actually said that at all. Because we actually, okay. it, was, it was caught on the recorder. It wasn't caught on the video recorder at all, which was weird. But you could hear us talking in that. And nobody had a voice like that. 
What kind of voice was it? It was basically, it just said like, check the, check the closet. That's all. Like nothing major, not like check the closet. No, it just basically check the closet. That's mm. it. right. And it, um, you could hear like little things like, like little murmurs here and there that we didn't do. That was very odd. We don't murmur. We don't talk low as, uh, as our recordings because people would think, oh, that's, you're making that up, things like that. So we, we don't try not to do it as much as we can anyway. So things like that, it's, it's pretty important that you want to make sure, right? Yeah. Um, so we got, we got the clocks, metronomes, uh, trigger objects, such as balls, ping pong balls, uh, such as dolls, toys, things like that. A uh, wedding, wedding cake, you know, the, the groom and, mm -hmm. the, and the, the wife and groom is there. Uh, we'll actually keep that out and put it somewhere. So say if they're investigating and this place is famous for doing like weddings or, or whatever, they're out to see if uh, there's a trigger object and to see if something will move it, kick it over, things like that. And we'll set up a recorder, a video recorder looking not only at the object, but around the object as well. So we'll leave it there for a while and see if something happens. Um, as of ghost uh, ghost equipment, though, this is usually what everybody wants to see. So we got the standard stuff that you usually see on uh, on uh, ghost hunters. So this is an EMF meter. This is a K2, an old K2. This is the one that I had to modify myself that it actually has a light switch on it. A little blurry in the camera here, but the idea. And then we got the newer version, K2. This one here is an audio as well. So we could actually lay this down. And if something's going around it, this will beep at us. So that comes in handy quite a bit. And this actually has a temperature too. So we got uh, digital thermometers, like a lot of people know about now. And uh, we also have like... Um, we have little different things like say like a laser. This one here is a typical laser. It's kind of neat. You can actually plug it into like a USB uh, battery pack and then this lights up. So it creates a wall of laser. And then you just leave it in the area, set up a, a camera directed towards that. And maybe you'll actually see something like fly past. And that does happen at times. So that's pretty neat. Uh, we also use like other things like pendulums, mm -hmm. uh, ghost box, or Radio Shack hacks. Um, those type of things are objects that would be the same size as most like recorders, like the Tascam here. So it's a it's a fairly big device, and what it is, it basically goes through the different frequencies on uh, usually FM channels, and it keeps on going around. Is it, all it is is just scans. That's all it does. Mm. And then the odd time it stops and it, it one word, one word, one word, one word. Unfortunately, they're not the best. And they're, they tend to be, uh, if you're listening to like, say an hour of that, you're going to go eventually insane. Uh, with all the static, with all the, you think you hear something, but you're, you're, you're hearing too much into it. So yeah. it doesn't always work out that way. Um, we also use like crystals, charms, things like that. We do use our cell phones at times, um, but we're very specific on those. Like we make sure that all cell phones have to be on airplane mode. 
That's including the, the people that were coming towards. We say, oh, can I use my cell phone? Yeah, as long as you have it on airplane mode, I'm okay. You can take pictures of all you want. You just want to make sure it's in airplane mode. Uh, we also with- And um, why why is that mainly because? Because what it does is that anything, if I turn on my cell phone and I'm say sending a text message or email or even on the cell phone, uh, the EMF meters will light up like a Christmas tree. Mm. Literally like that. So it it uh, this looks for electromagnetic interference, right? So anything that you have around like say, cell phone towers or even just like any type of computers or even monitors things like this this will light up slightly in the kitchen you see this all the time any older electrical equipment uh, these devices will shut will uh, light up quite a bit um, but uh, if you put the camera or if you put your cell phone on airplane mode it won't affect these as much right the right. older ones maybe but the more modern ones, no, you won't see that at all. So you won't get text messages. You won't get that. It'll have to be turned on afterwards. But for now, it's it's fine. Uh, then we we kind of use a lot of uh, modern day, like they, they actually came out over the years. They've come out with a lot of really great apps for these phones that are actual, um, not like, ooh, ghost story voice and stuff like that. And like, you know, all of a sudden they have a you know, ghosts in the background and things <laughs> yeah. like that. No, there's nothing like that. Uh, for the ones that we use, we use like special ones for dark light cameras, uh, wave pads that are good. So if you hear something that you want to see, if you picked it up on here, you can actually go in, manipulate it and actually see what you can hear, uh, see what you've gotten. And then you can actually see the lines where, you know, you could see your voice, but you don't see anything, but somebody actually put something in there, you know, like, hi, how are you? And it's, the voice is usually very quick and it's like, hi, how? It goes away, but it's usually piggybacked off of somebody else's voice or another noise. That's why the tick works okay. really well or the metronome works well. So those types of things. Um, also an echo box. Echo box is the modern day version of a ghost box. Echo Box is probably the one of the greatest apps that you could see out there. Um, I don't own the company and stuff like that. You can find out how much it costs and everything. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great app and a lot of us use it now. And we actually have community. It's almost like communicating with a person on the phone. Almost. Mm -hmm. It's not 100%, but it's pretty close to it. It's amazing. That's Absolutely. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So do you believe in good spirits and bad spirits? I, I do. Um, I do believe in uh, good spirits, uh, um, not necessarily bad spirits or evil spirits. Like, I think they're like, I always think them as like people. I treat them like, it's, it's like all my patients. I treat them kind of like the way I would want to be treated and how I treat my mom, my grandmother grandfather, things like that. I always treat them like that. And entities or spirits, ghosts, I treat them kind of the same way as if you want to communicate with me, I'm here, I'm willing to do that. Um, let's try to communicate. And uh, for the most part, we've never gotten to the point where it's like, it feels nervous, 
but there are a times when you're just you're weirded out and it's like it's it's kind of almost literally right in your face and it's totally. kind of hard to ignore very hard to ignore i've definitely had that like in the middle of the night and you wake up and it's just dead quiet and it just something feels weird and oh yeah just some some type of weird energy but nothing nothing crazy yeah exactly like a cat cat that says maybe you have two cats right and uh one jumps up on the bed so you put your hand up and you know the cat's going to come along and and you know rub against your hand or your leg and you know it's going to happen and then all of a sudden you can feel it like this you can maybe even hear the paw prints like Mm -hmm. come up jump and stuff like that you could feel the weight and all that type of stuff and you go hi jumper you know they're not around and like this you're like going okay okay. (laughs) turn on your light and like the doors closed and there's no cats in the room you're like whoa yeah that's creepy (laughs) yeah it gets a little creepy and that actually has happened to me a couple times here and that so with cats uh, specifically yeah with uh with a couple of cats we had uh one of our cats passed away a couple years ago but i think there's something that comes around that likes to play with them and that Mm -hmm. at times but then again cats are a little bit insane if anybody ever had a couple of cats they they kind of are a little bit insane they run up and down stairs and beat the crap out of each other for no reason whatsoever and you're like what the heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're absolutely insane um let's move on to some questions from social media because i got some good ones oh good good um do you think everyone has some power to see paranormal yes um and i think for in order to see sense uh the paranormal i think you have to be open to it and that's one of the things is that when you first do this type of thing, usually somebody has this experience. Usually when they're in their teens, usually something along those lines, and something has happened that's completely out of the ordinary for them. And uh, usually some type of experience, right? And kind of runs in families too. So mm-hmm. say, for instance, in my family, my grandmother was kind of similar to me where she could see things and she's actually told us stories and things like that when you're younger and that and uh, you're like whoa that's crazy and stuff like that and then it starts happening to you and you're like whoa what the heck so it kind of goes down in generations and that but it's up to you to be open to it right right Um, but there's also to the point where you look into it too much I've had uh, friends of mine that I've actually worked with before years back and stuff like that that used to I remember this one woman and she was uh, middle aged and I remember she used to do automatic writing where you'd actually take a piece of paper and just start writing and Mm. like clearly she would do that she would put on some music or whatever and just start writing and she would put in like she would do uh, after a while she told me that it was kind of it was an obsession and that got a little bit too weird because you don't mm-hmm. know where's her mindset then. And uh, she could maybe be manipulated in something if there is something there. Um, is it going to appear as somebody's loved one that may not be? Uh, that's one of the things that we worry about is that it's, it's great and go, 
oh, you're going to name an entity a certain name called, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost or whatever. That's great and all, but that may not be, it may be what it's show, trying to show, but may not necessarily be that. So, yeah, I, I do believe that people have various degrees. And I imagine there's people out there that are even on the C train, uh, just, you know, kind of zoning out, you know, you're end of the day starting to relax and stuff like that then all of a sudden they look and they're like literally do this and like I remember somebody saying that they were uh, riding downtown uh, Calgary here and uh, right beside the it would be the new there's a church right beside the new um, the public library that's downtown okay and they said that they saw a woman uh like literally walking along in a wedding dress but nobody was looking at her at all and she was like literally like looking like she was going to just literally walking down the aisle but she was like nobody was around her just herself and that was like really odd they said right and they go didn't know what to make of it and they were quite they were like what the heck and they were like looking around they go I don't think they said anything to anybody because nobody else was reacting to it. Hmm. So it was like, okay, so, and then, so what you do is you go, okay, you dismiss it as somebody's having this really cool photo shoot, right? I'm going to look at it on Instagram, things like that. Or is it something else, right? It's kind of like those that, and then there's people that are basically, they, they look into it too much. And then there's to the point where it's like, they're interested in it, but they want to know more. And it's the best thing to do is basically, if you want to know more, just do it safely and making sure that it doesn't overwhelm you and that, that you don't lose your job, lose your family, things like that. So mm -hmm. um, how do you respond to skeptics? Ah, skeptics. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes the skeptics come right in your face. It's been, um, there has been a couple of times where like uh, people come up to you and they go, well, I don't believe in anything you're saying and stuff like that. So usually what I say to them is that, yeah, it's okay. Like I understand is that I'll try to explain it to you as much as I can. The reason why I think it is, but of course you weren't there. Right. And stuff like that. And maybe, maybe I am completely insane. You don't know <laughs> who I am and stuff like that. Right. Um, so you always treat it as that, is that almost like um, you experience something that you, nobody else was there. It doesn't matter if it's paranormal. You could say it like a boat ride or something like that. And you talk about it in that. And even though the person says, well, I don't believe you and stuff like that, you don't try to take it as, you take it as a grain of salt. You go, okay, that's okay. You know, I understand. I saw what I saw. Try to explain why I think it is that. Yeah. And then just leave it at that. Uh, there's some people that are very much in your face. Uh, I was quite surprised in that. Um, like even the places that you normally would see people walking around and things like that. Like we've had an instant where uh, I was, uh, we actually had a group that was at Queens Park Cemetery. I don't know if you've ever been there. I have not, uh, no. No? Oh, you got to go see. Um, yeah. There, I was there alone. And um, there's a group of people that were walking around. They were walking around with their children. This is pre-COVID times and that. 
They're walking around with their children. And this was like nine, 10 o'clock at night. So it was getting pretty dark and that, and then this, all of a sudden these people come out of nowhere and they start talking to me and say, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a paranormal investigator. I do this. I'm, I'm just kind of getting some pictures and things like that. So we start talking a bit and then all of a sudden this guy like turns around and he goes, what makes you think that you're a paranormal investigator, all this type of stuff. And he's drunk. I'm like, oh, oh my God. And you can see <laughs> on his hand, he has a beer and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? It's one of those things is that I can see things that might actually be there, but you know, obviously you don't see it. That's okay. That type of thing. It's not going to change anything. So I, I try to leave it at that. Uh, there's some people that I will try to talk to them a little bit more, especially when there's a lot more detail into it, because the my idea of the paranormal is very wide, where other people it's like, it has to be ghosts, or it has to be UFOs, or it has to be Sasquatch, or it has to be this or that. Um, like where mine, it's very, very big and very, very broad. And so I try to get more into it when people are interested in it so that when we hold, uh, we haven't held one for a long time, but when we have these in-services and things like that, where we'll invite the, the public out. Uh, there's a lot of people that come out and stuff like that. And we talk about it. And then mostly it's them talking to us saying, hey, we saw this. You should come see my place. Things like that. So it's usually a pretty positive thing. But That's good. Yeah. The odd time, there's there's always that one person. Or there's always going to be skeptics for sure. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And you have to. And it, it's one of those things that we have to be too. Like, and like sometimes when I'm looking at a picture, I'm like going, I took this picture. I think it could be this, but it could be this. And then <laughs> like, I'll, I'll dismiss it because I don't see the other side. I don't see this side and stuff like that. So like even the audio. If I think it's been contaminated by somebody else's voice, it's out. It's out. I'll, I'll mention right. it just as, okay, everybody else take a look at this just to make sure what I'm hearing is what you're hearing. Won't tell them what I'm hearing. And then we'll say, I heard this. I mm. heard that. And you're like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe it's I'm reading something a little bit too much into it. So anyway. Yeah, it's good to have that practical standpoint to it for oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, that reminded me of the skepticism question. Are you skeptic of like psychic mediums and people who say they can communicate with spirits? Now I am, but I'm not because um, I, I do know, I have a couple of friends that are psychic mediums and they actually communicate like they're walking along and they're saying there's somebody beside them and stuff like that. And they're, they're talking and it's like, be like, okay, I'm trying to get this into my head that there's somebody walking along with them and that and they're communicating as if it's like there is no barrier at all. And like uh, the weird part is that I started thinking, okay, just shut up, just pay attention to what they're talking about, stuff like that. And then the things started happening over the last couple of years. Or one time uh, we went to another spot that's called uh, Baker's, Baker's Park. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very famous park in Calgary. Uh, it's actually right across from, it was, it was right across from the, um, a Bones Park, right across from Bones Park. Oh, right. Park. Yeah. 
And it's a very famous park because people actually take pictures of weddings and that. They have beautiful flowers and stuff like that. Very beautiful place during the spring and summer, fall, that type of thing. Um, people play uh, ultimate frisbee there too. So you can see all these things. Um, but there's another reason why Baker's Park is famous is that back in the early 1900s, around World War I, uh, it was called Baker's Sanitarium. Uh, what they did was they brought in people with uh, tuberculosis. Okay. So, yeah. So what it was, you can actually look at it on the Bowness archives. They actually have an overhead picture of what it looks like, where they actually have the tower. They actually have the hospital. They actually have the people in the beds all pulled out in that. The reason why they had it beside the river was because of the airflow would come in help with their tuberculosis for the treatments and things like that. And they thought plenty of sun in that. So it was kind of that type of area, right? So and it was very famous for that. And um, you hear, you, you don't hear about it a lot, but you can actually see it in the archives. And it's pretty cool. They actually have some of the areas you can actually see where they actually have, but it doesn't mention anything about it. Yeah, um, I had no idea. Oh yeah, yeah. You can look it up and it's very, very much, it's pretty neat. And uh, I remember one time uh, that uh, that person that was walking along saying, I'm talking to somebody and stuff like that. Well, at the end, when everything's going to calm down and stuff like that, we've already done this little thing with a bunch of different people. So she's like, oh, yeah, that person's back. And I said, OK, this person's back. So, OK, I got my recorder and I got my EMF meter. OK, so where is this person right now? She's sitting on a bench. So I'm like, okay, come around the bench. So I said, where is she directly at? She's right behind me. So I look around going and there's nothing there, clearly nothing there. So I'm like looking at my EMF meter, putting it down. Nothing's happening with it. I look up and there's a person standing. It's a little girl and she's in white and she's wearing like this, like it's what they call a slit. I believe it's called, right? It's all okay. white. And she's wearing something around her head. And she's looking at me and she has the, she has this face of like, she is so scared of what's happening. And she looks at me and I have this, like, all of a sudden she goes, boom, disappears right in front of me. And this was the person that was, this was communicating with that they were communicating with. Of course, does anybody else, but the person that's communicating, see it? Nope. <laughs> nobody sees anything in that but i i could tell you the approximate age she was i i couldn't understand what this white thing was around her head until we figured it out it was a bandage oh she actually, she actually passed away she actually got clipped by um uh, the reason why it's by the river as well is uh there's a railway that's in that area uh, what happened was, I guess she was playing in the area, apparently, and got clipped by the, she was too close to the railroad and actually got clipped. And I don't know if she necessarily came out of it, but she passed away. So, yeah, that's, that's what they were saying. So, like, I'm kind of skeptic, but when you see that yourself, then it kind of makes you, like, keep an eye open and maybe there is something that even us uh, aren't exactly seeing that may be there. We just have to tune sure. in a little bit more. 
And did she also look like a total normal human? She looked absolutely normal. It was like some little kid came on in like literally just wearing like no socks, no shoes, staying there in front of me. It was very odd. And the weird part of it was that I could actually feel what she was feeling. She was scared of me. And that bothered me a lot. Like that really bothered me. And yeah. like, I don't know if it was like, all of a sudden you can see me type thing, not just another person. And you're trying to communicate with me. And then all of a sudden, like just that instant, like gone. And it was like, it was very, it was crazy. I had to really think about that for a long time. And uh, yeah, the odd time that does happen. And it always happens when you least don't expect it. And that yeah. when you're, and it's tried to be, it's hard to be cool when it's something like that's happened. You're like, oh, okay. There's somebody <laughs> right there. Okay. Well, we're going to deal with it. Try to take some pictures and look cool as much as you can, but usually it's like, holy crap. Did you see that? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, next question I have, I like this one. Are spirits tied to certain people or certain places? Ah, that's a very good question because we found that um, some of them seem to be tied to family members, things like that, like say, uh, and some of them you hear that all the time where say a family member has passed away and they, their grandmother that they've never met before is looking, interacting with the baby and stuff like that. And then they get older and they say, it's Nana. That's what they call themselves and things like that. Mm -hmm. So like that, we're, they're more attached to that, but it may not necessarily be their Nana. Okay. Uh, maybe somebody else that another entity may may not necessarily be like a, a bad thing, but they want to interact. They see a baby. They want to observe the baby. They want to see the people like that. So they could be attached to them. Doesn't mean that it's like literally attached, but they, they can, they want to um, communicate in some way and see if you can communicate back to them and have a little bit of normalcy. That's, that's what I think anyway. Right. Uh, another one uh, attached to an area. Yeah. Uh, there's been times where uh, people have seen um, say like a, a ghost entity will sweep like just all of a sudden, like there's this um, person, random person that works in a kitchen or something like that. And then you see this little girl sweeping in this area and she always does it every single day, every single time, that type of thing. And people will see it, right? Even take pictures of it and stuff like that. Maybe the pictures don't come out, but say they're actually saying that this does happen. So in those cases, those are maybe um, to the actual area itself, right? And there could be a couple of reasons why, because inanimate objects may actually produce energy. There's some of them were like, say, um, stone, uh, especially the stone in Calgary and that, uh, my brain's fried. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, sand, sandstone, sandstone or limestone, limestone, whatever okay. it is in, in Calgary. Uh, that's that's quite known for it in the old buildings and stuff like that. Some of those uh, give off radiation. So what they sometimes say is that entities will be attracted to any electrical field 
radiation field, that type of thing, even though it may not be very strong, uh, will still produce that effect, right? So sometimes that'll happen at times. Um, I know I've actually been like a long time ago, I used to um, used to be in contact with a group in the States that uh, they investigate haunted cars, planes, automobiles, like all sorts of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's, that's their gig, right? Mm. They, they go on a train and they investigate the train. They go on a bus, they investigate the bus, things like that. Anything that moves, they, they investigate it. I think they, I, I don't know if they actually became famous. I think they, they have, but I can't remember their names right off. But yeah, yeah, there are some times where things are attached to an object, attached to a home, things like that. Okay. I, I think, I think anyway. And like some mm -hmm. of these ideas may, you may have to modify it a bit. And that maybe in Calgary, it's a bit different. Maybe in Maritimes, it's a little bit different. Energy is different in various places. Calgary, um, uh, what happens in Calgary? There's a lot of lightning storms during the summer. Like these intense lightning storms. Uh, if you ever see these out, like you're out and about not in the, in the evening, you see like arc lightning and stuff like that. Like um, I know at the various places that you go to, things will start picking up. Like uh, paranormal experiences happen during these arc lightning. It's mm. kind of different. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, where's the most haunted place in Calgary? Most haunted place in Calgary would be, uh, the actual area would be, there's two different areas. There's one, it's Queens Park. Uh, it's my, it's a beautiful place. It's a calming place. Queens Park is Queens Park Cemetery. It's a, it was actually designed as a park. When they opened it up, uh, the, the person who actually opened it decided to take a bunch of different cemeteries that were in the area and open up to people. Uh, that's because in, in um in europe there's a lot of times where people go out and they actually go into uh, there's also other groups and stuff like that do this too as well they'll actually come out they'll picnic in uh with their loved ones and they'll actually go to the cemetery they'll hang they'll hang out they'll play ball the whole bit inside a cemetery so queen's park cemetery is kind of like that where you actually have a field that may not necessarily be in the area, but it's like outside the area. And then there's actually in Queens Park as well, there's two places where kids can play. One is actually in the actual area where uh, unfortunately uh, babies have passed and things like that, or little kids have, uh, where they're buried there, they actually have a play area that actually has sand and mm -hmm. slides the whole bit. And you see people, kids playing there all the time. It's great. And then there's another one that's kind of a little bit more gated. So those types of places are great. Um, and it makes it a little bit more home. You feel at home, right? It's it's not mm -hmm. ingested, things like that. Yeah, it's it's inner city and that. So you'll have people coming in that, you know, maybe drunk and stuff like that, or high schoolers drinking and coming along. And, but for the most part, it's a very safe environment. And in that place, I've... I've seen four different uh, things that have happened. Four different things oh, wow. that were like completely out of the ordinary. One was like uh, an orb that actually was physical, an actual orb that I could actually see with my naked eye, not a camera, nothing like that, that we actually watched turn different colors and 
vanished. That like was a amazing. big orb, like a human. Yeah, it was. Orb? It was like this big. It was like pretty big. So it was like the size of a softball, right? Okay. And that, and it was like off the ground. It was like a meter off the ground. You could actually see it. And as we were walking towards it, I actually documented. Um, I tried to take pictures of it. Could, wouldn't uh, work very well. And plus one of the really good cameras, one of my friends was way on the other side, didn't have it around me. So I actually have the audio recording of me and another person walking towards it, describing it. And as we walked towards it about um, 10 meters away, it disappeared. Like it actually went from white to red and then disappeared. Hmm. Uh, then there was another time where I actually saw um, BJ, a friend of mine, uh, that I know very well. Uh, we actually saw an entity that was like amazing. Something from, remember Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters where they were inside a library at the very first? Mm -hmm. uh, the woman's like there putting the, putting all the books away and stuff like that and go shh like this. We actually saw that type of entity. She was all in white. She was walking along. She was very tall. Uh, the odd thing was that her arms were very, very long and her fingers were very, very long. It was very odd. And the way she moved, it was like she floated. And it was like she went between like four trees. You could actually see it. And I actually had this camera right here on speed. And I actually, it was like, I saw my friend. He was taking pictures of general action. Never saw And like, I didn't hear anything what he was doing it for looked over I'm like oh my god brought my camera up like this hoping that I'm hitting it at least something and that and I saw her she went she went by there and she disappeared and it was like so you didn't get a picture of course not all of course not and like this and me and him we're all looking at you go dude did you see that yeah high five high five everybody else what are you talking about didn't see anything yeah. <laughs> oh my god this is so annoying um that's another one uh, another one is uh the odd time you actually see fire um at the base of a tree a friend of mine who's doesn't believe in paranormal at times and he was one of my uh investigators of my old group and stuff like that he never sees anything right was mm -hmm. walking along there and then all of a sudden he starts rushing towards a tree i'm like dude what's wrong he goes there's a fire underneath the tree i'm like what like this ran there he was about to stomp it out and then all of a sudden it's gone and he's describing it i'm like going what he goes yeah it was right here i could see it It was plain as day it was fire coming up and everything i'm like that's odd <laughs> yeah like this yeah and I'm like this and you're like going i'm like this and of course he he's like okay maybe it was something else that type of thing you know light reflecting off this but he said it looked pretty real i'm like okay yeah, I'll hmm. take your word. So that was that was another one. And the third one was the biggest one, was we saw a dark entity. A dark entity we saw about uh, two or three, about two years ago during the summer. And uh, what happened was, uh, if anybody looks up a dark entity, um, the idea is not the actual thing being actual like uh, evil, but I mean actual darker than the actual area. So if you look at me in a dark room and stuff like that, I turn off all the lights, 
you'll see me here, right? But I'll, I'll be standing there and you can see it, right? But basically it's all connected into the room. It won't look darker or anything like that. This thing was darker than the surroundings. So it actually made like a surrounding that was darker mm. than the actual person. Very tall, had a hat on the whole bit. Uh, we walked towards it. We actually tried to communicate to it. The other investigator that's never seen anything like this kind of kind of flipped out a bit. <laughs> it was like literally, oh my God, what the heck is that? Was starting to panic. Okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. It's not going to attack us. Just relax. That and me being the guy that I am, I'm trying to communicate. I'm trying to walk towards it and that. And then eventually it, uh, it was kind of weird because like uh, Melissa that was there, our CEO actually was taking pictures and she was trying to get her camera to work because it kept on, all it came out was these orbs that showed up. That's all. And it was like this orb that was right there where I said it looked like it was. Yeah. Uh, but she couldn't get it to develop very well. It kept on going in and out, in and out, in and out, and then took a picture. So it took a long time for it to actually kind of focus in on a picture, but it didn't work right. And you couldn't see an outline or anything like that. And like the person beside me definitely saw something. I definitely saw something. And then what it did was it basically opened up a door it actually looked like it actually opened up a fridge where the light came on, closed the door and it was gone. Now <laughs> that is weird because like usually with uh, something like paranormal, especially with ghosts and stuff like that, it doesn't usually do something like that. So it might be on a, a different way. So like these things, they, yeah, there's so much in depth into it and you can look it up. Uh, any of your viewers out there, definitely look it up because there's various ideas about it. And when they show it on TV, it looks exactly like that. I've hmm. seen it twice. Uh, the same friend of mine that saw this entity before, BJ, me and him saw it once before. He said he was closer to me than that. It was all black, but he said that everything was like um, having static, like everything was moving around inside the darkness. Like uh, and where did you guys see this? This was in Inglewood. This is the other yeah. that's very famous. Inglewood is the place where the Dean House is. Uh, the Orange Rest, uh, the Rouge Rouge um, mm. Rouge Restaurant is, and um, also the Zoo Bridge. So all right. those places all have paranormal events around, and it's all within a block like literally within a block, block and a half. Wow. And yeah, like I've had things that happen there. I've seen a dark entity there. Um, I've actually seen a person like scream at me and stuff like that, but they're not there. It's all in my head and it's playing out. And uh, yeah, I was, it's weird. I was thinking of moving there, but maybe not now. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's, it's a cool place. It's a cool place. It is it? a cool but area. It, it is there and it's like the zoos there and stuff like that but it also had a very seedy undertone at one time like uh if you look it up they talk about uh they they talk about this place called the alberta's first serial killer was there and it was called uh it was at george island also known as pleasure island back in the 40s 30s 40s that type of thing so there was a lot of brothels around there and stuff like that 
there was a famous uh, scene where it was this uh, six-year-old boy, Donnie Gross. Uh, that's actually buried in Queens Park Cemetery, by the way. We actually found his place and everything. Um, they leave toys there for him and that. It's kind of nice. He was, he was killed there by this, uh, by this individual. And they actually had to go track him down. Uh, the serial killer, I don't think he killed many people. It wasn't like within tens or anything. It was like um, two or three people. But yeah, he's kind of famous in that. So it was kind of a sleazy place besides the, the bootleggers that were there because they have tunnels underneath that kind of uh, go to different like uh, speakeasies, things like that, that were there at that time. But it's a cool place. It's a great place. But it's like there's a lot of paranormal stuff that does happen around there. This dark entity that you were talking about, like you don't seem scared when you're talking about it or when you were there in the moment. Like, are you no. not scared of? Um, it's more surprised when it actually does happen. Like when I'm actually there in the moment, like when I'm at Queens Park, I'm expecting something to jump out. So I'm not as like, oh, you know, oh, God. Yeah. You know, things like that. You know, um, nothing like that. Like I go, okay, there's something there. Let's try to, can somebody document while I'm trying to communicate to it? Things like that. I look at it as that way, where it's like, I am just a different experience that I'm trying to bring forward. And uh, the biggest thing is that before I used to be the one that used to document, but then I wouldn't see anything. But if I have somebody else document while I'm trying to communicate in that, it's different. It seems like they, hmm. you have to have that little bit different mindset to do that. So that's why I'm, I'm not really nervous about it. And I want to, and I don't know what's going to happen. Like I would love to actually touch them or try to see if I can touch them in some form to see what would happen. Uh, maybe negative. I have no idea. You're like, I might die. I might not. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, somebody said online that it felt like it was velvet, but I, that seems kind of weird but uh maybe you never know right but uh, um especially when you talk about these dark entities and that and you can actually hear experiences that people have and ideas of this is not necessarily a ghost thing this could be more or less like uh say a different uh environment a different type of like say somebody's going back in time would be one like a shapeshifter things like that mm -hmm. i've heard different explanations that some people say aliens i couldn't tell you for sure right and that but i did see what i saw and i did see it twice and it's uh it's quite different so next time i go to queen's park i'm gonna definitely call you and uh, suggest that you come <laughs> up with this for sure yeah i want to go check it out now yeah. there you go. <laughs> do you have time for one more question Yes, definitely. Um, I wanted to ask, what do you think is the, or where do you think is the most haunted place in the world? Oh, uh, oh man. Um, the most haunted place in the world probably is, there's a couple of different places. Like I, I love Calgary for this type of stuff, right? Because I know where the places are. I know like there's quite a few buildings downtown that have ghosts in them and stuff like that. Um, Bull Valley College, uh, downtown, you name it. There's a bunch of different places. They don't talk about it though, but yeah. Like <laughs> I've actually interviewed people that have actually seen this type of stuff. Um, but all throughout 
Um, I think the where they make the books and things like that, there was one place in a, uh, the search for the Skinwalker, and it's called Skinwalker Ranch. And it's based on a book. Uh, the same um, gentleman who's uh, who did a couple of different books. He's a famous uh, reporter that actually interviewed a couple of people that actually worked at this Skinwalker Ranch. And they actually made a movie a couple of years ago, um, famous movie and stuff like that. If you look for uh, Search for the Skinwalker, not an actual movie. Well, it, there is a movie, but it's like a documentary, right? Mm -hmm. Um, don't look at the movie. It was a bad, bad movie and stuff like that. It was really terrible. But if you look up, search for the Skinwalker, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, that type of place where this place is literally, it has everything, absolutely everything on it. They have a family um, that moved in. They raise cattle. Then all of a sudden, everything goes right out the window. The first day, that type of thing, they're moving to the cows. First thing that happens is a huge, huge animal um, that they think it's, uh, it was uh, a wolf. First, they thought it was like a normal wolf. So they're like getting their shotguns out and stuff like that, guns out. And they're like, but it's slowly meandering towards them. So they're on their horses and that, and to the point where they're like, it's tame and stuff like that. So they're thinking somebody's animal got out. They actually, one kid brought his arm down and actually petted it as it went across them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this thing was huge, right? So all of a sudden goes over, looks at the steers, goes closer to the, to the pen and grabs a hold of one of the cows and starts trying to bring it through the fence. Well, in the end, uh, they actually try to shoot it and it's like not reacting to being shot. And uh, it keeps on getting better and better. You got to read it. It's amazing. And even the uh, the documentary on it, like it makes you creeped out. Oh God! <laughs> UFOs involved. There's Sasquatch involved. Alternate realities. You name it. If this place is legit, where they actually have the American government was actually investigating this place and that, and they can actually document all this information from this reporter and stuff like that. If this is all true. They make some suggestions that there are other places, and I have heard of these other places. Maybe not in Canada, but there are some places, say, um, not the Bermuda Triangle, but say around uh, in central Canada and the United States where they have the lakes and that. Okay. Uh, sometimes there's like odd things that happen around there. Ships go missing and stuff like that. But then it's a large lake and stuff like that. It happens all the time. But then you hear about other things like UFOs flying into the waters. This place is similar, but it's on an acreage. Very big acreage, but all this stuff happens. And like nobody was killed, but being harassed by people, voices in the air, stuff like that. If it's one person, you're like, okay you know oh they need some medication stuff like that you know all this type of stuff no everybody's having this this situation happen they one time they come home to groceries came came in just set them down oh gotta use the bathroom went to the bathroom came out groceries are all put away I'm like, okay. what? <laughs> like this yeah exactly oh that must have been john who did it and stuff like that I'm like oh man i gotta go find him 
go outside, come back in, all the groceries are put back in the bag. I was going to say that'd be a nice spirit entity to have around the house, but I guess not. Yeah, there's, there's, and you can see where some of the entities are teasing them. Uh, Some are legitimately, and the stuff that they're talking about is freaky. Very, very. um, Things like seeing entities that are running towards you and like, yeah, like it, that's when I read that and actually watched the documentary, it, even now it puts goosebumps on my uh, on my arms and that it's so cool i would love to experience it but then i'd probably crap my pants it'd be yeah it'd be so wild and so out of proportion that i, I wouldn't know how to deal with it yeah that would be pretty wild <laughs> yeah. so wrapping this up tell us where people can find you um contact you through social media i know you guys have a facebook page um what else um, mostly the biggest one is, uh, yeah, we do have Instagram and stuff like that. I do as well and that, but the biggest, uh, way to get a hold of us and to look up information is we always post it on, uh, Facebook. That's the easiest way to do go into the information you put in CAPI, C-A-P-I, look up CAPI, Calgary, boom, it'll come up. And, um, anybody that wants to communicate with us, anybody that wants to show pictures to us videos, things like that, we will look at it, right? Um, right now, I'm looking at pictures or videos. I haven't looked at it lately because I've been too busy, but a video of uh, UFOs over um, Drum Hiller. Oh. And that looked pretty cool and stuff That's like fun. that. I, I got I to look <laughs> into it and see if there's anything in the background because it's that dark, and but you can see the lights and they're all kind of syncing up and that. It's kind of weird. So just want to make sure that they're not like a drone or something like that right uh even then there's people that can manipulate drones and that so you have to keep that in mind um and everybody loves to just screw around people right so yeah for sure um, yeah so facebook is the way that you can get a hold of us you can actually um comment on what we have we have some of the older videos that we've had we've actually uh been to the world's largest ghost hunt we went uh last year no, it would have been the year before. I apologize. Uh, we would have been at, um, oh, here it is. Heritage Park. Ah, of oh, course. <laughs> I'm getting way too old for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so at, um, uh, you can actually watch live video uh, from Heritage Park. Uh, we actually still have the live video from the other places, Drumheller, where uh, one of our investigators actually has a haunted house. He literally lives in a haunted house. Um, it's documented where, what the place is owned by, that type of stuff. And there's actually things that actually happened. And you can actually see what we've gone through to document the information and that. You can actually see stuff that's happening in the back that we don't see, like mist that's outside the actual window. Uh, there was no steam or anything like that that we could see like outside the window in that. So it's very odd situation. We actually even uh, captured an S on one of our pictures, a still picture. During the day, it was taking something like two o'clock in the afternoon in, a, in an area. And it looked like somebody actually had put an S like in like a bright colored S there. It was very odd. Weird. Yeah, so we, we documented all those things and uh, we put them up and you can hear us walking around, stuff like that. We, t- we talk about different things. You can see how we investigate, right? Obviously, it's a big investigation, 
but normally when you go to a house, it's very minimal and stuff like that. It's usually hush, right? It's not like you're, you know, we try not to have the family in and stuff like that because the family want to get involved and you're like, eh, just low key as much as you can. You want to try to document whatever you can there. Yeah. So yeah, that's where you can find us on Facebook. That's the best place. And then, like I said, you can communicate with us either through messaging or email, that type of thing on there. Uh, you can uh, talk to one of us and then we'll, uh, if you need to talk to us directly, uh, you can leave your phone number and we'll call you back. That's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on and enjoyed hearing your stories. And yeah, uh, thanks. 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 I hope I didn't screw up too much. No, no, <laughs> it was great. All right. Thank you very much. No problem. Have yourself a good night, eh? You too.